DX Talk, a podcast brought to you by Magnolia. Welcome to another episode of the DX Talk. Today we're going to look at the topic of multi-site and translations, and we're very happy to have Sandra Wendland, who is an experienced web specialist. Sandra is currently Internet Marketing Manager at CLS Communication, one of the largest professional translation and language service providers in Europe. She has built business websites, blogs, and has lots of hands-on experience in managing developer, design, usability, content, and localization teams. Thank Welcome, you for Sandra. inviting me. Thank you. Let's um, jump into the topic. Companies want to go multi-brand, multi-site, and multi-language right away from day one. Why is this such a challenge, even um, in this day when we have modern translation services? Why is it a challenge? Well, four reasons come to my mind. I think one, first of all, you need to prepare and come up with you know, your business strategy and you need to come up with which markets you want to reach and you know what points are important for you. That's really, really important. Secondly, you know, it's a, a matter of time and resources. The more languages you have, the more resources you need. And thirdly, you need to prepare your technical setup. You need to evaluate your content management system. You need to prepare your site structure for SEO. And um, you, there's all kinds of things you need to prepare. And then fourthly, there's also you know, the subjective opinions about language, which make any translation project difficult. Um, you know, everybody has an opinion on language and um, everybody's going to comment on it. And one thing you need to do early on is you need to come up with your brand language style guide. You know, if you're going to go in there and you're going to do a site for, you know, let's say Germany, Austria, Switzerland, um, how are you going to do it? Are you going to have an international German version or are you going to have a version for Germany? Are you going to have a version for Switzerland? Are you going to have a version for Austria? Um, those kind of things come into play. Um, you know, so there's really a mix of things you really need to prepare well in advance. Um, otherwise, it gets more difficult as you go. So really, together with your management, decide on your markets, decide on you know how you're going to approach the markets with your brand manager, decide on, you know, your language styles. And then also, you know, prepare as much as you can from the technical point of view, you know, test as much as you can, evaluate. Yeah, that's a good point about the brand consistency. How do you see large global enterprises deal with this where, you know, you want to have a very strict corporate image and language style and yet allow flexibility for local adaptations? Well, that's a challenge, as I said before, but I think one thing you need to do is have a brand language style guide for every language variant. Often what happens, you have you know, the style guides for your default language, you'll have it for English. Um, but what you need to do early on in your project is come up with a style guide for know Chinese simple and come up with a style guide for um, Finnish if that's one of your target languages and then work together with your local um, offices work together with your local translators um, and 
really bring in, it's a mix of, you know, guidelines from headquarters and regional requirements. Because you do want to have a page which has a good customer experience for your local um, audience. So between the two, you need to balance it out and come up with a good approach there. Um, and my my recommendation is really to communicate closely, engage closely with, um, you know, a, a good translation services pro provider that can give you access to local people, be it in-country reviewers, be it local translators, so that you you get that feel of the local um, feel. But at the same time, you know, um, your brand can make sure that its messages are transcreated in the right way. We, that's a term that's used in the industry that I work in. It comes from translation and content creation. So it's a mix of translating and already in direction editing, copywriting, where you transcreate rather than just translating. Mm -hmm. So that kind of would be my recommendation there. Yeah. Translation's never been an easy task, even in the older days and how has digitalization changed it? Has it helped scale the translation and distribution and perhaps also could we look at how it has compounded the problem? Well, um, I think it's a given that we all know um, digital has really increased the volume and the speed of content. Um, so that's something which has really happened and it's still growing. I mean, we're still getting more and more content and digital also means every website is global. Somebody from anywhere in the world can come and look at your website. And it also means as a company, I can expand anywhere. So, I mean, the opportunities are great. Um, and, you know, in the, in the area of translations, um, obviously nowadays all you need is a computer and a bit of um, translation software and you're ready to go. You can translate from anywhere where you are. So there's a huge network of um, translators out there. Um, how has digitalization helped in, in the area of translation? There's, I mean, it's a very technological job. Um, you know, those visions that you might have had of people hold up in the library with tons of yeah. dictionaries are long past. It's there's a lot of tools out there like translation memories. Translation memories, it's a kind of pattern matching where you have um, all the translations you've done stored in a database and then it checks um, back when you add a new translation. Did I translate this before? And, and you can reuse your past translation. So that's a real cool productivity tool out there. And there's you know, lots of online terminology databases, um, online glossaries that you can use as a translator. And the next one that's coming up is machine translation. Um, we all know it from Google Translate, but it's also a huge productivity tool for translators. Um, how is it compounding the problem? Um, I think one thing with machine translation is people, are, they think, okay, I'll just press a button, you know, yeah. and all's done. <laughs> Some people think that translations are now 100% automatic. And if you look at a website, a website has marketing text, it has slogans, it has all kinds of 
marketing language on it, specialist language on it. Um, you're not going to reach um, your best customer experience if you're going to use 100% machine <laughs> translation. So the job of a translator is still there. You need the expertise of a local translator. Um, the local translator will use machine translation for their own productivity um, to increase their speed of translation. You know, but you still need the expertise of that linguist to help you reach your local audience in the best way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had um, to work on some translation <laughs> projects in the past, and we had a situation where the agency had their wonderful translation memory system, but we were still working in a way in that old mode, like f- editing Word documents and copying and pasting. Do you still see that happening these days, or have companies moved on to a situation where the translation systems are integrated into the CMS and it's a better way of working? I think your impression is (laughs) correct. Lots of people still use copy and paste. They send the source texts in a Word doc and then some poor intern needs to copy and paste it back into the content management systems. I hear that a lot and there's a lot of errors that are introduced by this way. So I would recommend, that's what I said earlier, when you're in in the preparation phase to check out content management systems that offer XML export um, or perhaps um, find a connector for your content management system that connects you to um, a translation process. There are a lot of um, connectors out there, all the common Um, content management systems now have connectors and um, my recommendation would be when you're setting out on a multi-regional multi-language website spend time on figuring out how do you get your source text out and your translated texts back in um, via xml via xlib all those kind of formats Mm -hmm. so how would a large-scale translation project look like in an ideal world? What would be some tools and systems people used? What would the information architecture look like? And what would be a typical workflow? Well, I can describe my current project. I'm on a mid-sized global enterprise project um, with 15 site languages. We have approximately 70, 75 um, static web pages. Um, What we usually do is we start um, creating content in English and we prepare that within the content management system. Um, And once the HTML content is final and approved, um, we have a connector in, which is connected to the translation process. So within the interface of the content management system, um, we select the languages that we want to translate in. Um, There's a button where we um, click in the interface. In the background, um, the XMLs are sent out to the translation process and then the translation services company does its magic. Um, They go through the process of translating, of quality assurance, and then there's also an online review um, via 
um, in-country reviewers. So it's sent out into all the 15 regions. And then it goes all into the translation memory at the same time. So all my translations are stored and kept all mm -hmm. neatly in one database. And then after completion, um, the XML files are re-imported into the content management system and published. And then you have your last check um, what it looks like in the interface. Um, so, you know, there's various ways of doing it. You know, it, it always depends on your project. I mean, there's sites out there with, I don't know, 35, 45 <laughs> site languages. Um, the more languages you have, um, you know, the more you need to also consider um, the challenges. Um, from my past experience, what I would do is I would try to get involved early on with the translation provider um, and make sure that this translation provider is using, you know, state-of-the-art tools, is using automation, is using all the productivity tools that are available. Um, and I would ask lots of questions and try to understand the benefits for your project. Um, you know, oftentimes, um, if you're in a web project, a lot of time is spent on concept, a lot of time is spent on design. Um, and then, you know, translation part is right at the end, the little last bit. And I would recommend instead of, you know, going in there and saying, okay, I need to translate it, try and involve um, the translators early on. Um, when your content, when your first content starts out, in parallel, you could start some of the translations. And the benefit of that is, you know, if you go um, in you know, an iterative way and start early with your translations, you also improve your source language because the translators are very knowledgeable about language and they'll give you inputs also on your source language. Um, and you can also, you know, test your design. Will it fit with... Um, you know, very verbose languages like German, Spanish, and French, or will it fit with Chinese and Japanese where you need to take care of your line height? Um, you know, you don't want your characters for Chinese to be too small, um, those kind of things. So involving your translators will also have benefits for your site as a whole. So I would recommend an agile approach. You know, don't do it all sequentially, but try to involve and get started early on throughout the process. You know, think agile, think in iterations, um, continuously improve, and, and then you'll get through, hopefully. Yeah, I think that's a really good point that the translation has to be brought in an earlier point to even guide the concept and design, if you like. Yeah, thank you very much, Sandra, for being with us today and sharing those insights. And good luck on all the multi-site and translation projects. Thank you for having me. The DX Talk. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. Talk to us via Facebook or Twitter or visit us at mgnl.io.